You're a virgin who can't drive. You're a virgin. I'm about to do it. I'm about to legit bitch about the most first world problem you could probably ever encounter. Yes. Will I regret it? No. Not at all because it is T-O-ing me off. I, so, about like five, like three days ago, my Instagram got hacked by some rando. His name was like Jorge is what his email said. You know how I know what his email is? Because he swapped out mine and he swapped out my phone number. So I'm unable to access my Instagram. So if you have ever had your Instagram hacked, you can go to this page Basically click, yes, I have pictures of me posted on my Instagram and submit a video of your face. And then they like cross-reference them, make sure it's you, you got it, you got it, blot it, you get it back. You know how many videos I've sent? You know how many freaking videos I've sent of my face? 50 plus, baby! And guess what? Apparently none of them are my face. Um, excuse me, that's actually my face. Um, so, give me my Instagram back. And it's really getting on my nerves. I spent way too many hours trying to alleviate this problem, and guess what's been alleviated? Absolutely zit. Nothing. Nada. Not even a little bit. So, where does this leave me? Well, I'm just self-reporting my Instagram at this point to try to get it completely banned and taken down. To be like, fuck you, Jorge. Fuck you. Guess what? Now you don't got a gram either. They also took down my, like, four latest posts. I'm like, what is the point of that? Like, I have a couple questions for Jorge. One, why me? Seriously, I know people ask that all the time. But I'm, like, genuinely curious. You know how many followers I have? Like, 600. 602 on a good day. Second, I don't have any, like, provocative pictures or anything. It's legit just pictures of, like, fruits and like pictures of the sky i'm like what are you getting out of this i've been trying to like send this code to my number to be able to get into it and gain access but it's also been sending these codes to jorge's number so i know for a fact he knows i'm trying to access he knows i'm trying to get in and he's probably just sitting on his living room couch lounging down on chips just keep taking posts out of my archive and archiving photos that are posted just to mess with me just to get under my skin and make it crawl and it's pissing me off now this isn't the only technical difficulty i've had this week okay if you've listened to other episodes you probably know i suffer from technical difficulties all the time like how many episodes did i end up having to delete because i didn't save them yeah i suck i'm the equivalent of like a 65 year old woman that's in a nursing home i got my depot back fuck yeah and i've been feeling good i've been feeling pumped about that well for my depop i made a little TikTok. you know i've been trying to work on like marketing these little endeavors I've been doing. So if I'm gonna start a Depop, I'm gonna market it through TikTok because it's a powerhouse, through Instagram, all that stuff. Well, apparently my email that's hooked to the Depop, all that good stuff, isn't real. It isn't accessible. I'm like, the fuck it is? The fuck? I know for a fact it's a real email. You know how I know it's real? Because when I logged into my Pinterest account, it was there. And it logged in. It said it was an email. And I'm like, so you're saying my email's invalid? So I went over to the Gmail logins, tried to log in. Not, doesn't exist. Not real. I'm like, oh, well, this is nice. So I tried making a new email under this name. I thought maybe if I do that. Well, it says there's already an email under this name. No fucking shit. It's me. I'm like, bro, what is going on? And so I've spent 
hours at this point, more hours than I would like to admit, trying to solve these issues that I don't think are solvable. My Instagram kind of ticked me off because one, I don't understand the motivation. I was like, this is such a stupid choice. Such a stupid choice of an Instagram to choose. 600 followers. It's not like you're hacking in and getting a milli plus followers. No, 600. Second, my Instagram was under my full name. And so, like, my username, I was so proud of that. That was, like, my pride and joy, which is so depressing. But it was. It was Sarah Natasha Corn full name. I was like, hell yeah, I guess you got that. Guess you got that name, baby. Me. And guess who has it now? Jorge. Fuck you, Jorge Hotmail 2022. I'm like, you suck. Go make your own Instagram. It's not that hard. You could probably rack up 600 followers in, like, a week. You just follow, like, a shit ton of people and then, bam. You got a thousand plus followers. Why? Why'd you have to choose mine? You could have screenshotted my photos and used them. I don't give a crap. But don't steal my account. I mean, come on. So I watched a video of a guy on YouTube. Kind of helped. He said, you just gotta, gotta leave a beat eventually. I got it. And I've been leaving a beat. And guess what? I'm not getting in. So my hope is kind of gone for that. I'm like, well, I guess it's time to start a new one. Once again, first world problem. I could be getting my legs seared off or something. It's not that big of a deal. Anywho, moral of the stories, don't hack into people's Instagrams. You're not funny. You're not cool. If you want to get a high of something, go rob an actual house. Don't hide behind the screen like a little puss and hack into people's Instagrams. Go break a window. Go hide in a basement. I don't know. Go scare a baby and take its candy. There's so many other options. Ones that would probably bring you so much more fulfillment if that's the way you get fulfilled in life. Don't hack it to a 600 follower account in last episode i told you guys i talked a little bit about the ren fair hell yeah the renaissance festival first renaissance fair i attended was at age five or six i was young i was a mere merely a child and i dressed up as a princess fuck yeah wore a little tiara my aunt made me this homemade gown i was feeling on top of the world i was like this is my element what's really funny about the renaissance festival that i can like think back on now and kind of like put together is that my mother my mother's uh, she's pretty strict on a lot of things like when i was younger she's let up a lot since we've gotten older all that stuff the whole bikini thing you know when you're a kid and you're like oh can i get this bathing suit it's like no we're a full piece kind of family you wear a full piece so i wanted this bikini she said no okay you respect her you don't get a bikini my aunt bobby my first bikini what a champ she also brought me to this run fest what a champ what's funny is my mother wouldn't let me wear a bikini but then I go to this run fest and I'm suddenly seeing titties full out for the first time in my life. I'm like, oh, a little provocative. Titties everywhere. You think I'm kidding when I say this because it's like, okay, to some degree they have to cover up. Well, I, I don't know who runs the show because when you walk in, you have to, if you have swords, you got to ziplock them, follow all these safety procedures, all that stuff. If you go to the run fest and you just want your left titty hanging... You can do that. It's the Renaissance! This is what they did. I'm like, I, I didn't know that, but congrats to them. How yeah, Shakespeare was probably living it up. No shame in the titties full out game. But I remember we were walking. Like, we're just going down this alleyway getting food or something. Just super nonchalant. And next thing I know, this woman's like, ah! Full left titty falls out of her bodice. And next thing I know, a swarm of these fully gowned and dressed in attire to fit the renaissance beard 
swarm her and put a little circle around her and I'm like that that is the sisterhood I dreamed to have see now I can laugh at that and be like oh it is what it is shit happens but as a kid that petrified me For, let me just explain I was the type of kid that if someone walked in on me in the bathroom I would cry and hide for the rest of the day I would be full flushed embarrassed and just completely petrified terrified so when I saw this happen first ever display of public nudity I've seen I was like oh my gosh it's so embarrassing blah 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 and I felt so bad for her it's just funny as a kid that totally freaked me out I was like what the fuck is the run fair that was my first run fair I attended at like age five. I was like, holy fuck. Next up, let's talk food. This whole needs a whole rundown, okay? So first up, the portion sizes are like quadruple at the run fair. You want a turkey leg? Oh, they're not just giving you a couple, like a three inch turkey leg. No, they're giving you a whole ass ruler of a turkey leg. They're like, here you go. And it's not even like there's other sizes. It's like, no, we only make things in giant sizes. You know when Cloudy with the Chance of Meatballs, when they override the machine, and so all the portions are, like, quadrupling in size? That's what the Ren Fair feels like. It's like, holy shit, what world did I land in where a pickle can be this big? Where are they breeding this shit all year round? Why is this not in the grocery store? Because that was my favorite thing. I love me a good dill kosher. Pickle. Pickles are one of those foods I've found over the years. People either hate them or they love them. Like, if you're eating one, they'll step out. They're like, that's so gross. Or they'll freaking dig their grimy little hands in the jar, pull one out, naked fist, and shove it down their throat. They're like, fuck yeah, pickles. But, like, there's no in-between. You either love them or hate them. I would just hop in the barrel. Me and my sister's favorite place to eat was this one particular restaurant that had mac and cheese. Listen, I'm a complete sucker for mac and cheese. I love it. But you know, mac and cheese doesn't exactly meld well with my stomach. Cheese makes me relieve myself. I get a little sick off mac and cheese. We're all lactose intolerant to some degree, so don't even sit there and be like, well, I could hold it. Fuck you, Gerald. Sure, you can down like five plates of mac and cheese, but I promise you later, you won't say anything, but you will be shitting your brains out. Everyone's lactose intolerant to some degree. It's just how much can you consume. Eventually, you will top off and your bottom will be fucking exploding. There was this mac and cheese place in particular and these portions were huge. I think we ate mac and cheese for every meal. Because, you know, after a while, like, I was never big on the turkey legs. Like, they look really good, especially when you're walking all day. You're exuding energy and all of a sudden, like, that pit craving hits in and you're like oh I'm so hungry I could eat anything so you see this shiny glistening turkey leg that's double the size of your face and you're like oh I want that but then I took a bite in it and I'm like wait I don't even like turkey that much <laughs> this is great but where's the mac and cheese at and so once we discovered this little mac and cheese joint you best in bet we were getting that every meal three meals a day we were eating mac and cheese like absolute fiends and that was one of the best memories i have of the renaissance festival was that mac and cheese like i would go back pay the 50 dollar ticket fee pay 20 dollars for mac and cheese and then just leave so 70 dollars for a plate of mac and cheese i would do it i would do it without even thinking but because i was eating all this mac and cheese i was like thank god this isn't actually the renaissance because they didn't have actual plumbing. That would be no bueno. If there's anything I'm happy the humans evolved and were able to, you know, create, it's plumbing. Okay? 
Like, sure, iPhones are great, blah, blah, blah. But you know what's greater? A toilet that flushes. Toilet paper, sinks, showers. Oh, I love it so much. I like being clean. You know what I really want to get? A bidet. One day, I will have a bidet hooked onto my toilet. You can get them from Amazon. So I'm thinking that's about to be my 18th birthday gift. I keep sending my parents links. Like, they'll be like, hey, come take out the dog. And I'm like, here's a bidet. Order that. Give me a bidet and I'll come take out the docks. They're like, hey, come do the dishes. Bidet. Hey, Sarah, you got an appointment. Bidet. Like, one day they'll get the hint that I want a fucking bidet. I want a shiny, clean little butthole. That's my goal. And I think to achieve that is to get a bidet. Because I promise you, if you're lactose intolerant and you don't buy two-ply, you know what I'm talking about when I say like, a bidet would be so nice. It really would. I'm not going to go into detail, but you know what I'm saying. You know why it's a necessity. At the Renaissance Fair, um, there was also an elephant you got to ride. I did this one year. You know I'm gonna ride the elephant. So I saddle up, hop on. So this is really dope. I feel like one with nature. But then I looked down and I was like, oh fuck, we're high up. We are high up. And little old me, that's one thing I wish I could say I grew out of to some degree, but I really have it. It's heights. I can't do water slides. Going down them's not the issue. It's getting up the stairs. I'll, like, get up 10 steps, and I'm like, hell yeah, and there's, like, a second grader in front of me, and then I'll look down and be like, oh, we're so high, and the second grader's, like, moving around, and I'm like, please don't touch me, please don't touch me, he's like, what is wrong, and then next thing I know, I'm, like, crawling down the steps, and there's, like, legit toddlers walking up, being like, you're such a little puss, yikes, we should work on this, why you gotta be such a puss, and it's not even, like, Oh, I'm a little scared. I'm a little jittery. My body shuts down. I don't know what happens on water slides. My legs start getting a little trembly. My vision starts going blurred and blacked. I get nauseous and I just lose full mobility to the point of collapsing. This is pathetic's the only word. I'm running an elephant. I was like, can't wait to tell the little kitties at school about this. Show and tell is going to be lit. Okay. I'm winning this week. It's not really a competition, but I'm winning. And then I look down, I'm like, oh gosh. So I latch onto this elephant, like my life depends on it. Eventually I get down and my aunt is like, how was it? Did you like it? I was like, that was sick. But I'm like, I'm never riding that thing again. So let's talk about the weaponry a little bit. So if you bring your old sword, katana, little knife, butter knife, like it really doesn't matter. People bring all sorts of weapons. They make you conceal them with zip ties or whatever and they have to be checked. And so my aunt brought a dagger and my uncle brought a sword. When my aunt whipped out a dagger, I was like, what? Excuse me? What? Why did you bring that? Like, are we going to need protection? Like, is that rowdy up in here? She's like, oh no, it's just for fun. And I was like, oh yeah, it's so fun bringing weapons everywhere. So we walk in and some of the actors um, can use their weapons or like display them. Whereas people merely just visiting don't have those rights. So we'd be walking through, and then all of a sudden, an actor would just whip out a full-ass katana. Next thing I know, someone's whipping out nunchucks. I was like, oh, damn, it's about to go down. There's about to be a fight. What did I sign up for? We just paid 70 bucks for our own persecution. And my aunt would be like, chill, chilly child. They're just role-playing. And I'm like, role-playing, yeah. They're role-playing, all right. Next thing I know, like, one guy's laying on the ground. And, like, it is a show. But I was like, what if he actually you know, slit his throat on accident. Then what? Do we all just keep acting like it's part of the show, or? Another act that freaked me out was this fire-breathing man. So I talked about how dope it would be to fire-breathe last episode. He is on a unicycle, 
he's juggling. And next thing I know, this lady just tosses a match at him. All of these burst into flames. I'm like, oh my gosh, what, what is going on? Next thing I know, he's like sticking some sort of stick down his throat that's lit on fire. And then he breathes it out and I'm like, oh shit. And this was the coolest thing to me. I really thought I was going to be a professional fire breather at one point. Because I was like, this is the dopest thing I've ever seen. And anyone who can do this is automatically, like, superior in life. You best bet, after I saw this, I went home and, you know, I watched so many videos on, like, how to fire breathe, how to do this, blah, blah, blah. How do I become a dragon? Because I thought it was so cool and I thought I was going to be able to do it professionally. Fortunately, my mom gave it the big old nicks, was like, nope, you're not doing that, kiddo. And the farthest I got in my fire breathing journey was like licking my fingers and putting out a candle with my fingers. That was it. <laughs> I never got to the elemental level of fire breathing. There was this one specific, it was one display where it showed medieval ways of torturing. It was called like the torture house. You walk through it and there's set up displays of different methods of torture. This was my favorite thing as a kid. Why? I don't know. It's concerning. I think I walked through it like four times. Then we're going through and you're like looking at these different displays and there's like one guy that's on a wheel with a bunch of nails sticking into him and it's like spinning and I'm like oh damn. That's so bad. And then we keep going and there's just like a pit with snakes and like, damn, sucks for him. Glad that's not me. And then you see another one where a guy's on a wheel and his arms and legs are being pulled in opposite directions. I'm like, rough day, rough day, man. But then my little sick freak of a self went through this four more times. I was like, it's my favorite thing in the whole entire place. And guess what? I came home and I told my parents that too. And I went to school and I was like, my favorite part of the run fair, the torture house. It was so cool and, and informative. And I'm like, you sound like a little psychopath. Going through it, I did realize what was happening. I was like, man, this is really sad and stuff. But it didn't stop me from paying 20 more bucks to go through it four more times. I'm like, dude, you little freakazoid. Why? And don't tell people you like thought that was so interesting. Now they're going to sign you up for counseling. Got to go see a therapist. I'm like, geez, you little psycho. Jousting, pretty cool. As a kid, I didn't realize it was staged. And so it wasn't until we went back to like the third jousting match. And I'm like, damn, the same guy keeps winning over and over with the same moves and the same dialogue. And then I realized, oh, wait a minute. Is this scripted? I was like, fake. I call bullshit. None of this is real. And then everyone's like, no kidding. It's a freaking Renaissance Festival. If you were ever down and need one of the rowdiest bunches, though, go to a run fest. Because I've never been to a rowdier place. Nothing touches the Renaissance Festival at all. As far as, like, the acting and the energy they create. Because Renaissance Festival, people are all in. They're talking in accents. They're dressed to the nines. If you whip out a phone at a runs festival, oh, 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 they will come at you. They will get your throat. They'll be like, what is that? What do you have there? I've never seen that before. And you're like, oh, it's just my phone. They're like, there are no phones in the Renaissance. And they, like, beat you with a paintbrush. They're like, we just paint and we draw. And you see this? It's a paper with words. What the fuck's a phone? Like, jeez, we're just trying to find a map. Trying to find the closest Chipotle for when we leave this joint, okay? I'm a little hungry and I'm sick of turkey legs. And don't whip out your phone at the Rents Fest. Don't bring out a phone. Don't talk about the 21st century. Like, if you even wear filas at the Rents Fest, shame on you. Shame on you.
You better be sporting some knickerbockers. You better be sporting a nice polo, but not Ralph Lauren polo, like a pirate polo. So there's cast at the Run Fest. Um, people like sign up to work there for the whole festival. And so there were two hired belly dancers. You saw these women and was like, these are goddesses. They are what I want to be. I remember going home from the Run Fest and being like, I'm going to be a belly dancer. That is gonna be my career when I am older. I'm just gonna go from run fest to run fest, being a little belly dancer. Once again, my mother wouldn't even let me wear a bikini. And next thing I know, I'm seeing full tits out and belly dancers just living it up in life. And I'm like, this is the dream. I found my place. I loved the run fest as a kid. It was just like such a cool environment. I think I'm gonna end it here, guys. So peace out from a virgin who can't drive.